and welcome to a special point five episode of the Digest Cast, a podcast dedicated to the belief that big things come in small packages. A proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, the Irredeemable Shag. Along with me, as always, is my co-host, the esteemed Rob Kelly. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, and I'm very happy that Harvey and Irma have moved out so we can finally get to the important work of talking about Digest Comics. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I've got my eyes on Maria right now, but understandably, <laughs> uh, Irma, you know, Irma went right over our house uh, by the end of it, but she had fallen apart considerably. But uh, I, I, echoing Rob's sentiments from last week, uh, my heart goes out to everyone who, who's gone through either, either Harvey or Irma. So hang in there, folks. Um, well, as I mentioned at the top, I said it is a .5 episode. Now, what does that mean, .5? What is that? Is this one of those ridiculous comic book months where they number everything really strange? Well, yeah, kind of it is. We're going to call these .5 episodes, and these are the ones where we're going to cover the brand new Marvel Digest that are currently on the stands. And today we're going to be covering the Avengers Digest available in your supermarkets right now. And uh, as we did last time when we covered the Spider-Man Digest, this is going to be kind of a briefer overview. We're not going to go real deep. We're not going to do feedback and stuff. So it's going to be shorter. It's going to be, uh, I don't know, how, how would you phrase it, Rob? Uh, digest size, perhaps? Oh, there it is. Very clever. Very clever. Thank you. <laughs> Only staged a little bit. but <laughs> <laughs> I can't act, ladies and gentlemen. I can't act. Well, before we go into further, there is some interesting information today. We do have a little bit of news. As I said, we're covering uh, the Avengers Digest, which is uh, the number – technically, it's Marvel Comics Digest number two. But we have information on the next one, Marvel Comics Digest number three. It has been announced, and I found the information on a little website called The 13th Dimension. Have you heard of this site, Rob? It's a bunch of nerds. <laughs> So, Marvel Comics Digest number three, the next one coming out, is about Thor, and it's scheduled to hit comic book shops on October 11th. Now, the release date for when you can find it in the wild is going to be different. Like, uh, when I got the Spider-Man Digest, it was like two weeks after it hit the comic shops, and the and this Avengers one, it was almost three weeks when I found it in the grocery store after it hit the comic shops. But either way, start looking around October 11th for the Thor Digest in your uh, grocery stores, because, uh, yes, you can buy it in the comic shops, but for... My, my wish, folks, is that you go out and find it in the wild, at the pharmacies, at the drugstores, at, you know, the, 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 the book dog stores. track. Bookstore. The dog book track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dog track. Now, bookstores. Book I do want to mention, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, uh, I mentioned in the first episode of what a tough time I had finding the Spider-Man yeah. one. This one was a lot easier because I realized that I have a Barnes & Noble right around the corner from my house. And I went over there, and they have not only uh, the Avengers Digest, but they had Archie Digests oh. and... They have a whole like section of comics, which they didn't used to have. I like was so the, happy. The loose, the loose ones, not not yeah, the actual oh. floppies. Yeah, I was okay. so thrilled. I almost bought some just for the novelty of it. So now I know I don't have to go hunting anymore. So when the Thorwin comes out, I'm going to head right to Barnes and Noble and pick it up. It really increases the fun of not knowing I don't have to drive to 75 different places to find it. <laughs> That's the whole point of newsstand distribution, darn it. Now uh, I went to Books a Million and tried to find my. No, do you guys have Books a Million up there? No. Okay, it's a it's a big chain. Uh, their signs is B A M. So every time we drive by, my daughter goes Bam, and I'm like, what, what? Oh, anyway. Um, so we went to Bam, and they actually didn't have this digest. They had a bunch of different Archie digests, but didn't have this one, which was kind of frustrating. But they do. But the, the reason what made me think of that though is they do sell loose comics. Um, they sold loose comics for years, and they're all they're usually bagged, uh, and they have like all variant covers. And so it's 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 interesting that the I got my Avengers copy at my local grocery store Publix, so that's where I continue. I, I hope to continue to get mine from grocery stores because I just want to support that you know that delivery channel. But yep. so going back to Thor, 
uh, that again, the timing of this, uh, it's pretty smart on their part. They're timing it to come out about a month before Thor Ragnarok comes into theaters. Perfect timing. Well done. And, uh, the cover will by, will, is by, uh, Olivier, Oliver, I don't know, uh, Copiel. And it's going to include a, a number of different issues. Uh, I'll rattle off the numbers here to you. They might be meaningless. They might, you know, if, although if Gene Hendricks is listening, they're probably not meaningless. Thor's uh, number 154 to 157, Thor Annual number six. Then you get into the all ages stuff Marvel, Marvel Age Spider Man Team Up number four, Marvel Adventure Superheroes number six and 19, Marvel Universe Avengers. This is the longest title in the world. Uh, we're going to have to deal with it today, too. Marvel Universe Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes number nine, and Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number four. Uh, and again, I'll talk more about those later. So we've got some of those in this comic as well. Creators include Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Len Wein, Roger Stern, Sal Buscema, uh, Klaus Jansen, Todd, uh, Todd DeZago, and Ron Lim. I mean, that's a great list of creators right there. Now, oddly enough, there is no Walt Simonson in that digest. I was really shocked about that. And then I, I took it a step further. I was looking at the previews on 13th Dimension. Ironically, Louise Simonson has a story in there, <laughs> but Walt doesn't. How crazy is that? So it'll be 224 pages, just like the previous digest, $6.99. Great thing. Can't wait for it. Again, coming out in October, folks. Look for Marvel Comics Digest number three about Thor. Makes a lot of sense. Perfect. The movie's coming out. It's exactly when you should be doing it. Uh, but we already know what the issue, uh, the digest number four is going to be. It's X-Men. Sweet. Coming in December. And from what we can tell, it looks like it's going to include Giant Size X-Men number one, the first appearance of the new X-Men team, like Wolverine and Storm, all those great characters created by... The late great Len Wein, uh, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's super exciting. I, I'm kind of curious as to why they're doing X Men because there's no movie coming out. But uh, you know they can't necessarily hit. You know Marvel doesn't after Thor Ragnarok. Marvel doesn't have another movie until I think April or May, which is well. Avengers. When when does Deadpool two come out? Uh, you know I don't know, but that's not Marvel. That's not Marvel yeah, Studios. but they're. But there, well, it's but there'll be some X Men characters in there. Well, that's true. Neither is X Men actually. Neither is X Men. So yeah, uh, yeah. I guess they could go, they could do some Deadpool. You probably can't fill a Deadpool digest with all ages stories. But, there's there's not many other than like that one we read last time. <laughs> but anyway, that's really cool. These are these are terrific. I'm glad to see they're selling well enough that they're continuing them and tying them into movie releases. It's perfect. Oh. Sense. I can't wait. I can't. I, I really. I am hoping for a Guardians of the Galaxy one. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so. DC, hello. I know. You know, <laughs> I, I swore that DC was doing digests. I was like convinced, and I realized that was a dream I had. The DC, <laughs> I, I, this show is seeping into my subconscious. It's crazy. So. Anyway, uh, well, speaking of my subconscious, before we go much further, we should take a second to thank our sponsors, folks. Uh, in Stock Trades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collected editions, all for up to 42% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. What do you have, Rob? Uh, instead of picking out a digest, I went with the other route, and I'm going to plug some Avengers comics. In this case, this is Avengers. I am an Avenger. Trade paperback. Uh, I love this copy. The Boisterous Beast. Tiger the Werewoman, the sensational She-Hulk. She, when was Tiger called the Werewoman? Anyway, she says, oh, of course, the amazing Spider-Man. Avengers recruitment drives brought in all of them, and it's a day unlike any other when those tales are teamed together for the first time. Plus, a member who comes back from the dead to rejoin in a literal trial by fire when two of Marvel's most enduring characters, one of Mythum's most heralded heroes, join the team during the Inferno Crisis. Also, yeah. also featuring the team's first gathering and its first lineup revision in the Cap's kooky quartet. Guest starring the X-Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, and more. This volume collects Avengers numbers 1, one uh, number, excuse me, numbers 1, 16, 
137, 151, 181, 211, 221, 300, and 329. Writers, Stan Lee, Steve Engard, Jerry Conway, Jimmy Shooter, David, Jim, did I just call him Jimmy Shooter? You called him Jimmy. <laughs> David Michelini, Walt Simonson, Larry Hama, artists, Jack Kirby, Dick Ayers, George Tuska, George Perez, John Byrne, Gene Day, Gene Colon, Bob Hall, John B. Simon, Paul Ryan, 216 pages. Normal price is $24.99. In stock, trades price is $12.49. That's 50% off. I love issues of teams where the membership changes. So putting them all in one book is just perfect. So Avengers, I am an Avenger. That actually sounds like an amazing collection of books. It really, really does. It's got a I mean, great that's... cover where you see all the old covers behind Cap. It's, just, it's super fun. That's cool. Now, I have to ask you, in, in this day and age, it, is it false marketing to advertise the Guardians of the Galaxy being in the comic when the reality is it's the what they call Guardians 3000 now, the uh, the original oh, Guardians right, of the, the Galaxy? Raver, the Ravers or whatever they're called. Yeah, Well, no, no Charlie Tw- – no, they're called no, – they're called um, – Oh, you're talking about from the movie. I'm talking about the comics. They call them Guardians 3000. Oh, yeah, like you know, Star, yeah, Starhawk and uh, Charlie Charlie 27 27 and all that. X and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you know. I mean, technically, they're the Guardians of the Galaxy. They are. I just think some little kid's gonna order that and go, "What? Comics are non-returnable, kid." Why Sly Stallone in my comic? Um, well, I also picked out an Avengers-related one, but I picked out a digest. It's called Marvel Universe Avengers United Digest. And uh, so this one collects superheroes number 17 and 19. It also collects Marvel Adventures Adventure uh, Avengers number 1 and, and 2, which I love this Marvel Adventures line. And we'll talk about a couple of those today. Uh, a couple of writers. There's a lot of different writers and stuff here, but a couple that jump out of me. Paul Tobin is in here. He does a lot of the Marvel Adventures work, which is great. Also, Jeff Parker. We love Jeff Parker. He's mm-hmm. fantastic. And uh, a lot of great artists and everything. It count, page counts 96 pages. Uh, I'm going to read the entry much like Rob did, just because I'm not intimately familiar with these comics, so it's kind of fun to hear this stuff. The Mad Thinker has taken over Iron Man's armor, forcing Hawkeye to team up with Tony Stark to bring down the most sophisticated and deadly weapon in the world. Meanwhile, the lovely and lethal Black Widow must protect a secretive mystery man from the world's greatest assassin. Then join three of Earth's mightiest heroes on a quest unlike any other. Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and Captain America think they have the day off from the Avengers' duty, but unseen dangers wait for them from Manhattan's Museum of Natural History. And on Asgard, Odin decides to have a little fun and switches up his son's weapons. Is Loki worthy worthy of Thor's hammer? Also featuring the villainy of the Ultron and the leader. This sounds like a blast! What awesome stories! So... You get this digest, because if the digest we covered today for you, Avengers, is not enough, here's your chance to get more Avengers in digest form. Page count, 96 pages, normally goes for $9.99, uh, but you get a 42% off right now, so the in-stock trades price is $5.79, which makes it even less than the digest we bought today. So there you go. More Avengers chocolatey goodness for you folks. For these and all your other trade paperback needs and digests, please visit InStockTrades.com. Woof! All right. Well, again, as we said, we're going to be hitting these stories in this digest at a very high level because we want you to go out and buy it. We want you to support the the initiative. So hopefully we're just going to give you enough of a taste to go out and buy it. So this is Marvel Comics Digest number two, The Avengers. And uh, it, now it's funny because what they do is on the spine, it says Marvel Comics Digest. There's a number two on there. But on the front cover, it says first issue starring Avengers. <laughs> it's, the old, it's like the old trick when they used to try and make you think it's a new number one. I love it. They do have the Marvel Comics. I didn't. I guess I didn't notice. Maybe the Spider-Man's this way, too. Oh, it is. The Marvel Comics Digest logo is really big. I mean, it's interesting that Marvel itself has become as popular a brand as Avengers. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Marvel logo is actually bigger than Avengers on this thing. So, oof. 
All right, so 224 pages, full color. Normal uh, retails for $6.99 in your grocery stores, or if you're lazy, you can go to a bookstore and pick it up too. So, <laughs> Rob, why don't you tell the kids at home about these first few stories? Well, the cover is by John Cassidy, which oh, is yes. a very nice cover. It's got Cap, Thor, Wasp, Iron Man, Yellow Jacket, or the Vision, I'm sorry, not Yellow Jacket, Falcon we see in the background. It's a, you know, it's a good postery cover. It jumps out at you. It's, you know, it's nice. It's just a good postery type thing. And uh, this is an interesting collection of stories. It starts off at the very beginning, which is Avengers number one from 1963, which is the coming of the Avengers, which is, of course, by Stanley, Jack Kirby, and in this case, the inker is Dick Ayers. Loki seeks revenge against his brother Thor, and in doing so, involves the Hulk, and pits them, pits uh, him and the rest of the team against each other. Eventually, Iron Man, Wasp, and Ant-Man get involved, and once Loki's plot is revealed, the heroes decide to form a team to fight against evil. And that is paired up immediately with the second issue, which is Avengers number 2. The Avengers battle the Space Phantom by Stanley, Jack Kirby, and this time Paul Reinman. The Space Phantom lands on Earth, assuming the identity of an Earthling to infiltrate Avengers HQ. The Space Phantom figures if he can defeat the Avengers, then nothing will stop his plan to take over the planet. The Space Phantom is defeated, but not before he assumes the identity of the Hulk and provokes a fight. After the Phantom is revealed, the Hulk realizes how repulsed his teammates are of him, and he leaves the Avengers. So, I mean, I both these stories are a lot of fun. I love the way Jack Kirby draws the Space Phantom. Like, he's real cartoony looking, and it's more cartoony than I'm familiar with, with Kirby doing. But these are, I, I love these stories, and I love how much that Stan Lee was willing to mess with the format. I mean, how many team books feature a member leaving two issues in? That's true. That's very true. I, uh, in regarding the Space Phantom, I, that is one of the things I, that's one of the things where I probably like the best about the second issue is he looks so different, so off model from everyone else. Yeah. I, uh, the Space Phantom story has never really sat with me all that well. It's not my favorite. I do like, though, uh, the idea of Hulk leaving. That is an interesting dynamic. And, uh, I do like also how the Avengers just feel so established by issue number two. It, it's, it, they don't feel like a team that just got together. They feel like they've, they've been around and they have a format and everything already. So I kind of like that aspect of it. But the art is just, Absolutely gorgeous, and they really cleaned it up. Obviously, this thing's been reprinted a million times, so they have the pristine copies to get. But uh, it just looks really, really sharp in this format. The colors pop, the lines are crystal clear. It looks great. Yeah, Kirby's work is of course perfect for a digest size because it's it's I don't want to say simple, but it's kind of simple lines. Uh, his his layouts are you know perfect. So it, you know uh, among. All the artists that ever do these Marvel comics, Kirby's particularly good for this kind of, you know, it's, everything reads perfectly clear. And you're right, the colors look great. They're nice and simple. Uh, like, they just pop. Everything looks great. And I said, I, I, it's, it's interesting that they didn't go with Avengers number four, where Cap joins. Oh, uh, yeah. It seemed kind of interesting. So I like that they did this little two-parter. And I like the plot that the Hulk is destroyed, because this is kind of a more intelligent Hulk. This is a Hulk yes. that is speaking in complete senses, and he's kind of got inner monologue as opposed to the later version. But I like the idea that the Hulk is sort of unsettled between these guys. He thinks nobody likes him, and then when that gets proven, he's like, I'm out of here. I think that's that, yep. that was such a great turn. I think that's wonderful. These are really great stories to start the book off with. Well, I think Hulk hiding is a circus uh, what they think is a circus robot is just so bizarre. Yeah. Hulk with <laughs> clown makeup on is really right. Really cool. can, can I tell a quick personal story real quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, my daughter and I, uh, we got talking the other day, and we were talking about all these Marvel movies, right? And she's like, Dad, I haven't seen any of these. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yes, you have. She's like, no. I've seen, uh, I've seen Age of Ultron, but I've never seen any of the other ones. I'm like, are you serious? And I realized she was too young back in 2008 when all these started. So me and my stepson went to all of them, and she didn't see most of them. 
So it's like, well, we are fixing this tonight. <laughs> so uh, it just in the last you know couple of days, well, a few days, over the course of the weekend, I should say, we started with Iron Man. So she's watched Iron Man, Iron Man 1, and Thor already, and she's just absolutely loving them. She thinks Iron Man is the greatest character in the world. She thinks he's hilarious. She doesn't. It's funny. She doesn't want to watch Captain America. She's being incredibly stubborn about it because she doesn't know anything about him. But she just she's like, I, I don't see the point of him. I just don't see. The point of him. And I'm like, wow. I was like, you just have to watch the. I don't want to watch the movie, Dad. I just want to go right to Iron Man three. I'm like, no, you can't go to Iron Man three, honey. You have to watch Captain America. Then we can watch the Avengers. And so it's, it's building through all this and just making Avengers number one here made me think of that because with the way they fit Loki into it and all of that. So we're getting there. So uh, next one's Captain America. We're looking forward. I'm looking forward. <laughs> and, and Captain America is the rare set of movies where I think they get better. Like I think I think each sequel is better than the previous one. All three of the Captain America. I mean, I love all the Marvel movies. I really do. There's there's some that are better than others, but for the most part, I love all of them. Captain America is consistently the best out of all the franchises. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at each franchise individually, it's the best. Yeah. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, if the third one is excellent, it may challenge it. But Captain America films, there's just something about them. They're great. Yeah. It's got freaking Robert Redford. Come on. Yeah, I've liked all three. We, re- we rewatched Civil War. I rewatched Civil War like a month or two ago. I showed it to Tracy for the first time, and I was like, Boy, this was really enjoyable. I'd forgotten how much I enjoy. I just really, really had a good time with that movie. I'd forgotten yeah. how much I liked it. I, uh, I've seen it a few. I own it uh, on Blu-ray, and I've watched it a few times now. And it's funny. I vacillate back and forth a lot between going, no, this should have been Avengers 3. But then I'm like, no, no, no. The, the story with Winter Soldier makes this Captain America. Mm-hmm, film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but I, I, compl- I flip-flop on myself back and forth constantly. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, we should get back to the digest. All right, so this yeah. is supposed to be a brief episode. Sorry. So guys. anyway, so yeah, this digest then jumps twenty years ahead, <laughs> all the way to nineteen eighty three, and features a three parter from Avengers two thirty five, two thirty six, and two thirty seven. If that last book sounds familiar, uh, <laughs> it should. But we'll get to that in a second. So the first book, the first uh, issue of this storyline is Havoc on the Home Front by Roger Stern, Bob Budiansky, and Joe Sinnott. The old Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four foe, the Wizard, has escaped from prison, and the Avengers are called in to find him. A team consisting of Captain America, She-Hulk, Scarlet Witch, and Wasp visit the Wizard's secret base, where they face a series of death traps. Eventually, Wanda uses her powers to turn the Wizard's powers back at him, and into his HQ's control centers, forcing him to flee where he is captured. It leads right into number 236, which is I Want to Be an Avenger by Roger Stern, Al Milgram, and Joe Sinnott. Upon learning that the Avengers pay a grand a week to its members, Spider-Man breaks into Avengers HQ <laughs> to try and sign up. When the team is called away on a mission, Spidey stows on their Quinjet, where the Avengers have to deal with an attack by the subterranean race known as the Lava Men at Project Pegasus. During the confusion, four supervillains in prison there use this opportunity to try and escape. And then the story wraps up in numbers 237, Meltdowns and Mayhem, again by Stern, Milgram, and Sinnott. The four villains, Rhino, Moonstone, Electro, and Bolt, try to escape Project Pegasus. They end up battling the Avengers, and while Rhino and Electro are defeated and recaptured, Moonstone and Bolt manage to escape. Spider-Man's membership in the Avengers is rejected by the U.S. government. Uh, so, of course, this book we did a deep dive on me and Michelle Fife on my Mountain Comics series because this was one of the Mountain Comics. And so I, I, bo- I already planned to do th- that book on Mountain Comics, and then I bought this digest, and there it was. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I can't believe all the issues they picked. So if you want to hear a deep dive on that story, go check out Mountain Comics episode number, which is FW uh, Present Series, Mountain Comics episode 7, where we get into the nitty-gritty of, the, of this comic, which I really, really enjoy. I think these are... Three great stories, and particularly, I think Milgram and Sinat are another art team that looks great at a digest size. Nice, 
clean, crisp artwork. I love these. These three stories are my favorite in the whole digest. Um, I, I'm realizing between things like running into things like this and listening to Van Allen Plexico on his uh, White Rocket podcast talking about Avenger stuff that I need to read the Roger Stern run. Because clearly that is, is a very well you, – you were talking about in the Mountain Comics how he's sort of a journeyman writer. But as far in the, as far as in the, in the world of Avengers, Roger Stern is kind of regarded as one of the best Avengers writers. His run is apparently is wonderful and is absolutely excellent. And these three issues are, are completely standout in that regard. And maybe just because it hits all my sweet spots. I mean he's got Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man with the Avengers. It's got Project Pegasus, which always makes me happy. It makes me think of Marvel Team uh, – I'm sorry, Marvel 2-in-1 because uh, Thing was always – seemed to go to Project Pegasus. Pegasus in those stories. That's <laughs> true, yeah. I didn't think about that. You're right. It's, it's got Moonstone, who was uh, went on to be part of the Thunderbolts, who's one of my favorite series as well. So it's like it hits every sweet spot I like. <laughs> so I really like She-Hulk as kind of a neophyte member of the team. That was really cool. Uh, Wasp was was absolutely sexy and in charge, which is just, you know, I love a, a sexy woman bossing me around. So, I mean, it just it, she's one of my favorite characters, too. Wasp has always been one of my favorites. So it, I, I think I'm going to have to sit down and read the whole Stern run, because it looks great. And I know people are writing in the comments already. They can't believe i haven't read it yet but um yeah wow it was great i really enjoyed those three yeah it's, big it's smile a, on my face right a, now it's a good set of stories it really is that avengers 237 is is fun i like the idea of the villains they just want to escape because they've been in prison like that's a yep. fun detail i like that uh, and I, I said this on the episode with michelle but i liked it like moonstone is like i you know like electro and rhino can't help themselves they have to fight the avengers just because they're jerks Moonstone, Moonstone's like, I'm not doing that. I'm just leaving. Like, she, just, she gets the hell out, which I think is great. Because it's like, Moonstone is kind of, compared to the other two, kind of a Mort villain. Yeah. Bold especially. But I like that she's the smartest one of the of the bunch. That's a great, it's a great bit. And you're right, I like Spider-Man with the Avengers. That's a fun thing. I like the turn that the U.S. government says he's not allowed to join. Right. Uh, that that had almost happened with us in the network and Ryan, but luckily we may we were able to get some dispensation. That. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I mean, the Vermont government, local local government yeah, stepped in. Was, yeah, we had to fill out a lot of paperwork, but we got through all that. And so, yeah, this it of all again of all the stories for them to pick, the fact that they pick one that I just happen to profile Mountain Comics is just too funny. So th- these are these are five really solid stories, and again, they look great in the digest form, really sharp. They really do. Now, in looking, we have more to go, folks. Don't worry. But at looking at this digest, looking at the Spider-Man digest, and looking at the lineup of the Thor digest, a formula has emerged as for what these digests are probably going to continue to represent. You're going to get a couple of stories from the the earliest days of those characters. You're going to get a few Bronze Age stories, you know, maybe late '70s, early '80s kind of thing. And then you're going to jump forward and get a bunch of the All Ages books, specifically including the ones that are adapting the cartoon stuff. It does appear to be consistent through all three of these digests, so that's the format. Now, for me, uh, I got a big WTF because I'm reading this Avengers Digest, and it goes jumps from the 80s to 2006, and I'm like, whoa, 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 where's, where's my brown jacket Avengers, folks? I mean, I need my 1990s. I'm sorry. It's not the Avengers story without Cersei, Deathcry, and the Black Knight carrying a lightsaber. It's just not the Avengers. <laughs> you hear yourself oh, well. right now. I will, I will persevere. I will. I will move on and, and go forward. So I, the next story. What's that? I was just saying. I thought that the Buscema Palmer run of Avengers was terrific, but I wonder what that would look like at a digest size. Hmm. That would be interesting. Maybe we'll. Maybe, I, hopefully, this isn't the last Avengers digest. I would think they would do more of these. So. I by the way, uh, by the next way, year I, they get the movie coming out. Yep, I am legally obligated, by the way, to say uh, we mentioned Al Milgram drew those three issues. Uh, well, of course, Al Milgram is the co-creator of Firestorm, so of I'm obligated to say that. So. 
All right, up next is one of my favorite lines of books from Marvel. Back in the 2000s, they published a line of books called Marvel Adventures. So uh, these were kid-friendly books. They were all ages, but they weren't dumbed down. So they were they were they were legitimate all ages books, and that everybody could enjoy from every age. So Marvel Adventures, The Avengers number nine from two thousand six. Story is called A Not So Beautiful Mind, written by Jeff Parker. Whoop whoop, uh, <laughs> with art by Juan Santa Cruz and uh, Raúl Fernández. And uh, it's an interesting lineup in these Marvel Age, uh, Adventures books. They they didn't go for a lineup of, of Avengers that you really knew at this point because you get Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, sure, Spider Man, who had recently joined, uh, Storm, uh, Storm, really, uh, Wolverine, who had also recently joined at that point, and Giant Girl, so which was Janet Van Dyne. So instead of being Wasp, she was Giant Girl. So it's the makeup's kind of like that's weird. that's not really an Avengers team that exists, but it really works. It's nice. So, in the story, the Avengers infiltrate an AIM, AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, an AIM base, and come face-to-face with MODOK. But our heroes are turned into giant, big-brained, chair-dependent monsters, just like their enemy. Now, in a, in a quite humorous fashion, too, by the way. So, with their big brains and delusions of power, these new Avengers stop an attack by Atuma and also defeat the leader and Abomination. Wolverine's healing factor kicks in about this time, and he actually reverts back to human form, and they stop MODOK from making this new form of theirs... Uh, to be permanent. So it's a person. I thought this was a hilarious story. I mean, it was really funny without being stupid. It wasn't like some kids stories that put jokes in there. It's like fart humor or dumb stuff. No, this was just, I found this genuinely funny. I laughed out loud quite a bit. Did you enjoy it? I did. I mean, Parker's good at that. Parker's always good at that kind of striking that balance. So yeah, I did. did. I'm not, I'm a little like really storm and Wolverine in the X-Men. Like, I mean, in the Avengers, do we have to have, you know, but that's the only part that was a little like, all right, come on. But other than that, I, I like I did like all the other characters. I don't think I I didn't know till I read this that giant woman was Janet Van Dyne. Like I just didn't know that. So I had to look it up yeah. because I don't know that they ever came out and said it. Because I've read a lot of these new adventures, um, the Marvel adventures, new Avengers. Uh, what am I trying to say? Marvel. Anyway, I've read a lot of these new Marvel adventures line with Giant Girl, and I don't remember them ever identifying who it was. Mm-hmm. And I, so I looked it up today, and sure enough, it was uh, it was uh, her, Janet Van Dyne. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, I liked it. I, I don't want to repeat myself because we went all through this on the previous one, but, like, the coloring, again, bothers yes. me because it's so overtoned. And I, I didn't like it when it was in normal size comics, and then when they reprinted it at digest size, to me, it's just that much harder to read. I would say this one is overdone. Very much so. The, the Now, I would say I don't think the coloring's muddy. I don't think it's hard to, to see or discern what's going on, but the the amount of tones and shading really feels like overkill in this one. But the next story, which is from the same line from Marvel Adventures, just about eight issues later, I feel like the coloring, they took a, I don't want to say a step back towards classic coloring, but it is more traditional coloring, and it works much better. Mm-hmm. I, if you flip there forward, you'll see what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. By the way, I did, I did just look it up. The New Avengers, which was Brian Michael Bendis' first Avengers book, uh, well, his first own book that he started, at least, uh, where Wolverine and Spider-Man did join the team, came out the same year as this. So I don't know which one was actually first, whether Spider-Man and Wolverine were members of the New Avengers first or whether the Marvel Avengers line beat them to the punch. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they, they were technically Avengers by this point. So, All right, let's move on. Marvel Adventures, The Avengers, again, number 16. A uh, great cover of Hawkeye shooting uh, six arrows, and each one has an Avengers face on it. I love this. I like that so, it's a gloss on that other cover, the Ant-Man Hawkeye cover. Say that again? I'm sorry, what? I like that it's kind of a gloss on that Hawkeye Ant-Man cover. Oh, yes, the famous Avengers. cover, yeah, yes. The, yes, the white exactly. background where he's on the tip of the arrow, which, of course, they recreated in the movie. 
Yep. Oh, by the way, it's Gromit, by the way, on uh, cover, so that's gorgeous. So, all right. Uh, this title, this one's entitled Even a Hawkeye Can Cry. Again, written by Jeff Parker. Whoop, whoop. Art by uh, a lot of different people Steve Scott, Ronan Clickett, Nathaniel Massingill, and uh, Hamilton Santos. Again, all ages book. And in this story, the Masters of Evil break into Stark Tower, and some of the members include Whirlwind, the Melter, and Man Bull. Yes, that's really a guy, Manbull. Anyway, surprisingly, these guys are actually getting the best of the Avengers until a stranger arrives to help. It's a bowman named Hawkeye. This is their first time meeting him. Spider-Man and Wolverine aren't very trusting of, the bow, of this bow and arrow guy, and yet all the ladies on the team seem quite charmed by him. Now, over the next few days, the Master of Eagles continue to evade the Avengers, and Spidey and Wolverine's suspicion of Hawkeye continues to grow. In the end, the heroes discovered the electronic bug, which was accidentally, or not accidentally, was planted on Captain America by the Masters of Evil, and thus Hawkeye is proven innocent and becomes a valued member of the team. And uh, one of the fun things that the thread between these two issues is in the previous one with Modoc, there's this flunky who works for AIM. His name is Carl. And every time something goes wrong, Modoc turns and he's like, Carl! And it's, it's, it, I don't know whether it's a reference to friends or not, but there was an episode where Joey kept doing the same thing to this guy. He kept, uh, who was supposed to be his twin or something. And he goes, Carl. And, uh, anyway, it just, it became a, a joke in that one. And Carl reappears in this one as well, which just cracked me up. <laughs> okay. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed this one. I thought it was fun. And again, I, I think the coloring works better in this one because it's a little more subdued. All right. Up next. Now, this is where I mentioned to you guys that they start bringing in stuff from the cartoons. So this one is a huge long title on this comic. It's called Marvel Universe Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. <sighs> Number six. It's from 2012. So here, here, what the deal is, Disney XD had a cartoon at that point called Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So this comic book is published and exists sort of in that same universe. So if you watch the cartoon, this would be a perfect companion for that. Sort of like the Batman Adventures cartoon was a companion for the Batman animated series. Uh, putting it in your DC context for you people. So, this story is called Absolute Zero. It's a short story. The, the, the comic had more stories in it. This is just the front story. It's like only like seven pages. Absolute Zero by Rob Williams, Tim Levins, and Carl Kessel. And uh, over the Arctic Circle, an Avengers Quinjet is shot down by Hydra agents. Captain America, Hawkeye, Black Widow, and a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are forced to bail out into the frozen wastes. Somewhere in this frozen landscape is a long-lost Soviet bomb from the Cold War capable of destroying most of the United States. And it's a race between our heroes and the Hydra agents to find it first. Now, during the battle, Black Widow is presumed drowned under the ice, but in surprise, uh, she actually discovers the lost bomb hidden in a Cold War-era submarine under the ice. And in the end, our heroes take off in the sub, successfully keeping the bomb out of Hydra's hands. What'd you think of this one? I, th I liked it. it. I mean, you're right. We are definitely into like the whole cartoon you know, sort of era here. Uh, but I, th I thought it was good. I didn't, I didn't like love it, but I, I liked the art a lot. I thought it was nice, again, kind of crisp and clean, which I enjoyed. I mean, the, my old tired eyes are, you know, <laughs> use a break. I enjoyed this one because it was short. It was nice. It was concise. Yes. I, uh, I thought it was a good uh, feature for Black Widow. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, And I especially enjoyed it more of the second reading after I read the following two stories, which I'm not a very big fan of. So I uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. So here's where we get to the last two stories, folks. And unfortunately, this is something that I think we're going to see in all the digests. Uh, this is another series called Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble. We're going to see issues one and two. The gist of this is, you know, I talked to you about the, the other cartoon and that, that comic existed in the cartoon. Well, after... After XD Marvel or Disney XD got done with that cartoon, they started a different cartoon called Avengers Assemble, which is where this comic book is based on. The difference here is this is actually screen grabs from the cartoon itself. 
So this is actually an adaptation of the cartoon. We saw this in the last issue of the Spider-Man one as well, and it does look like we're going to see this again in the Thor one. So I'm going to go through this pretty darn quickly. Um, it's, it's called The cartoon is called The Avengers Protocols. It's adapted by Joe Carmanga, or uh, Magna. He's, he adapted it for the comic book. The Red Skull returns and appears to have killed Captain America. Iron Man reassembles the Avengers under his leadership to avenge the Captain. Now, there's lots of the story revolves around Iron Man having trouble becoming the leader and struggling with that. So our heroes discover that Captain America turns out is still alive, but the Red Skull has transferred his mind into the Captain's body. And in the end, the Red Skull and Captain America are returned to their proper bodies but the cliffhanger has Red Skull stealing Iron Man's armor. Dun, dun, dun. That's issue number one. Then it goes directly into issue number two, which continues the adaptation of the cartoon. Red Skull has captured Iron Man's armor and has become the Iron Skull. Together with MODOK, they turn the Avengers against each other. The Avengers eventually defeat the Red Skull, but their mansion is destroyed. And in the end, the Avengers move into Avengers Tower, which makes it very much in sync with the movie at that point. And they decide to stay together as a team. Uh, also, it's probably worth mentioning at this point that, that they introduce the Falcon to the team. And uh, apparently, the way they did it in the cartoon with the Falcon was kind of the viewpoint for the audience to as the new the rookie. He was kind of their viewpoint into the team and see how that you know this world worked. So, um, what do you feel about these? I have re- I have such a tough time looking at these just yes. because they are screen grabs. Like that's really my the stories are fine. I just I find it hard to get through them because, like I said, they're just to me they're just so difficult to look at. They're just yeah. they, you know like I can look at it in a cartoon form, but when you just see them as stills, it's just kind of like. And DC did this too with Teen Titans Go and Justice League, and I it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't really get the. I, I mean, I guess they sell, otherwise they wouldn't do it, right? right. But I don't really get the appeal because you know, in an era when you and I were kids, movie adaptations were like a big thing because you couldn't watch the movie, you couldn't rent the movie, you couldn't watch it on. You know, we didn't have VHS VHS tapes of it even. You know, I I, can't, I have Raiders of the Lost Ark in three different formats, I think, for Marvel. Um, but now the kids can just watch it on streaming on yeah. YouTube anywhere. So I don't get why having the exact same screen capture is of much interest. So, and it does not reproduce well in digest size. It's not uh, endearing. It's not, when you look back fondly on these digests in a few years, you're not going to remember those stories. This is the ones you liked guys. So, um, while they do take up two stories in the digest, you shouldn't, and, and I hate to end on that though. No, you shouldn't let it deter you because the rest of the digest is absolutely a joy. Even the all ages stuff before this, I absolutely enjoyed and loved. So, um, really enjoyable. Uh, don't let the ending sour that note for you. And I'm sure if you're a younger kid and you're buying these for a younger kid, they're used to looking at this stuff. So yeah. for them, it would not you know, be discordant. I think it's just because you and I are old now that we're just like, what, what yeah. is this? Yeah, <laughs> so and then it ends with a great shot. The next issue with Thor, uh, which is a great shot. And uh, I, I, is that that? Yeah, it's the. Um, I said his name earlier. Olivier, I can't say his name. Olivier Capial, I believe. Thank you. There you go. That's his name. It's a great shot of Thor, and it's going to be fun when we when we get that one too. But that's not what the next digest cast is. The next digest cast is Rob's pick. What is it, Rob? Well, he announced that in the last episode, which is yep. uh, DC Digest number thirty-one. The Justice League of America, which is the all-members joining issue. You can tell I love things about the members joining. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's a theme. I can't wait to get to that one because that is one of my favorite of the DC Digest. Awesome. And uh, Rob and I have been kind of talking about some things and planning some stuff out, and it's quite possible, no promises, we might even announce a contest on that episode. Just saying. Maybe. Stay tuned. Maybe. 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 <laughs> Well, folks, that's going to do it. Please head out to your grocery stores, head out to your pharmacies, head out to your bookstores, whatever. Get your copy of Marvel Comics Digest number two, The Avengers, because it is a load of fun. 
throw it in your ba- throw it in your briefcase, throw it in your bag, take it to work, read it at lunch over your lunch break, or take it to the beach, or you know, take it to your cabin wherever you're going to go. It it'll you will be thankful that you had it there, and it's fun. So awesome. Well, I guess that's going to do it, Rob. Uh, you can find Rob on all the social medias, and I do mean all of them. Just he's there, but primarily look for on Twitter DigestCast, which is our Twitter handle for the show. You can also find us on Facebook as a, or Twitter as the Fire and Water Podcast Network. So we're out there, and of course we're we burn all our individual places as well. But if you want to talk about Digest, those are the places. And I mentioned it before. I want you guys to, when you go buy your digest for it, take a picture. Just pull out your phone, snap a picture of you buying it at the grocery store, at the at the at the porn shop, wherever you're buying it. And <laughs> no, post don't don't take a picture there though. If you do that, don't, don't do. <laughs> well, that. just be careful what the background is. You know, blur it. But anyway, uh, and and post it on social media and tag us. We'd love to see that. That'd be awesome. You got anything you want to tell the nice people at home, Rob? Because I just kept talking. <laughs> no, I think that's a good way to end it. I, we, we do like seeing those pictures of the things out in the wild. And I know it's hard for some people to find these things. Some people are still having trouble. But, yeah, I love seeing those on the feed and, and things like that. So, yeah, and I said, I'm so thrilled that Barnes & Noble is carrying these because now I know I can consistently get it over there and it will be noted that they're selling it and everything else. So that's, that's super cool. I love that Barnes & Noble has a comic section now. They did not have one the last time I was there. So I think that is, that's very exciting. I, I just like this idea of you going to a New Jersey gas station where someone has to pump your gas and you can go inside and buy a Digest and some Necco wafers, but whatever. <sighs> All right, folks, that's going to do it. So as always, remember, big things come in small packages. Superhero, they're the latest, they're the greatest, the main superhero.